Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, November 8, 2021. Today, considering the Italian population over 12 years old, 86.6% has received at least one dose of vaccine, 83.6% is fully vaccinated with two doses, while 35.4% is the percentage of third doses received by those who are currently eligible. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. The incidence of the virus on a national basis in the last seven days has been 60.9 new positive cases per 100,000 inhabitants. The regions with the highest values are Trentino Alto Adige, Friuli Venezia Giulia and Veneto. The one with the lowest ones is Molise. Over the past seven days, with regard to the new positive cases, we averaged a percentage change of plus 17.2% compared with the previous seven days. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to ordinary wards was plus 16.7% and plus 16.4% in the intensive care units. On average, in the last seven days, we had 42 deaths a day, with a variation of plus 6.2% compared to the previous seven days. Ten Italian provinces have growing contagions, Trieste and Gorizia in Friuli Venezia Giulia, Bolzano in Trentino Adige, Rieti in Lazio, Catania and Siracusa in Sicily, Padua in Veneto, Siena in Tuscany, Forlì in Emilia Romagna and La Spezia in Liguria. In these cities there have often been demonstrations of Novaks, sometimes violent, in which they did not respect the rules of spacing nor the obligation to wear a mask outdoors when, you are ve- when they are very close to others. At the moment, all Italy remains in the white zone, the one with the least restrictions, but it is not excluded that in a few weeks some regions such as Friuli Venezia Giulia, Marche, Calabria and Trentino Adige may become yellow with some more restrictions. It should be borne in mind that the criteria for regions to change color and go into the yellow or orange or red zone have changed a few months ago. If those that were enforced a year ago were still applied now, taking into account only the infection and not also the situation of occupation of hospitals, today 11 Italian regions would be in the yellow zone and two in the orange zone. The numbers of contagion in Italy are therefore growing, yes, but less than in the rest of Europe, which according to the WHO is the center of the fourth wave of contagion. As an example, as I said, the incidence per 100,000 inhabitants in Italy is 60.9%, but in Germany it exceeds 200. In Italy there are about 5,000 new positives per day, in Great Britain it is six times as many. At this moment, only six regions in the whole Europe are at the minimum level of contagion, and they all are Italian. Among them is the one that for months has been the European epicenter of contagion, Lombardy. Among these six Italian regions with positive numbers, none is in the northeast of Italy, where, as mentioned above, things are more worrying also for the proximity with the northeast of Europe, where the situation is almost out of control. The Italian government would like to extend the mandatory green pass at work at least until the end of June, but perhaps even beyond. To do so, however, we'll have to ensure the effectiveness of controls, which so far have not been exactly perfect, at the contrary. At the moment, at the national level, the percentage of occupation of ordinary wards and intensive care remains absolutely under control, respectively at 6 and 4% against the risk threshold set at 15 and 10%. The only regions where intensive care units are of concern are Marche and Friuli Venezia Giulia. 
Let's hope well. Uh, I'd say let's say positive, but uh, this world is definitely not the same it was before COVID. But we are confident that if we continue to vaccinate and be careful, even in the months to come, the most difficult ones, there will be no closures, no lockdowns, schools will work, offices as well, and even Christmas will be quite serene and without too many restrictions. 10 million Italians are expected to travel during the holidays. Life goes on even with the virus around us uh, because we are largely protected from this virus and we have all the means to continue to protect ourselves in the months and years to come. Italy has been more cautious than other countries and especially more incisive on the vaccination campaign and the results are visible. The percentage of immunization in the population is the decisive factor. We have done a good job and continue to do so. Today in Italy one of out of four one out of four infected people is under 20 years of age and many of them are under 12 because they still cannot be vaccinated, although this should change soon when the European Medicines Agency should authorize the vaccine for children between 5 and 11 years of age. The government's goal is to administer by Christmas the third dose to all the elderly and frail and the first dose to at least half, if not all, the 3.3 million Italian children between 5 and 11 years. <coughs> Also, next week, the Italian government should decide on a further enlargement of the categories of those who will be entitled to receive the third dose, a group that from February 2022 will probably cover all Italians. The Italian government is also evaluating what happens from today in Austria and in some regions of Germany, where those who are not vaccinated are in full lockdown, although in the first four weeks from today will be exempt from the restrictions even people who have received a single dose of vaccination and in possession of a negative test. People who work in the activities to which the restrictions apply will not be subject to, new to the new rules in Austria and Germany. For them will remain in force, as for all workers, the obligation of Green Pass, which, as in Italy, can be obtained even with a negative test. <coughs> However, in Italy, the eventual decision of lockdown for all non-vaccinated would be incompatible with the fact that the duration of the state of emergency will end shortly. <coughs> and it will not be possible to extend it beyond the end of January 2022 unless a new law is made, which several parties are strongly opposed to. In order to have the European money of the recovery plan, Italy has undertaken to approve several reforms that will serve to improve our country. There were 51 to be approved before the end of the year and 22 are still to be approved. To do this, the government has decided that from now on there will be weekly and no longer monthly checks against the ministries and agencies that must speed up their work to meet the deadline. In the last few days, important steps forward have been taken. In reality, many of the 22 targets not yet achieved have been implemented only in part because each reform is composed of several measures approved by different offices. A good news to end this video, finally, Italy takes a concrete step towards wage equality between men and women. On average, in Europe, female workers are monthly paid 36.7% less than their male colleagues, but in Italy this shame goes up to 43% and we are among the worst in Europe. And this is a real shame. Now, however, we have a law that can help us climb the ladder by rebalancing this gap. In addition, the government has boosted the equal pay allocation to help companies implement active policies for a more equitable work ecosystem. My friends, I'm happy because last Friday I had my third dose of anti-COVID vaccine and finally, today, finally, I can restart applying for the renewal of my journalist visa to enter again in the US. 
I'm working on a big surprise that could happen before the end of the year, but as for now I can't say more. Hopefully more very good news in the next videos. For now stay safe and, stay, and take care. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italia News, ciao from Rome.